Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Wow, Wednesday. 
the next day. And our girlfriend Vivian talked about the 16 people who died over the holiday weekend and how this year's uh, holiday weekend was low in comparison to other holiday weekends. Ooh, can you imagine that? 15, excuse me, 57 gun occurrences, and that was on the low end. Woo, well, those migrants found, well, these were the different illegal, these were the illegal migrants, let's say, let's call them that, off the boat from Haiti, who were jumping the residence fence in Florida. Can you imagine coming in your backyard and seeing those people jumping the fence? Oh, my. I don't know what I would have thought about that one. And the uh, former state prison that will now house the migrants coming here in New York City. Uh, they plan on taking down the bars, but at the end of the day, a prison, a prison. And, and this is where they have ended up putting the migrants. They've gone from the schools to the prisons. This is this is just indication that there were no plans. Yep, no plans at all. All right. Well, the ladies ended up talking about, you know, the characteristics of a spiritual servant. You know, what what do we do? How do we serve God's people? You know, so I'm going to send you back again to go and listen to what they had to say. A wonderful, fantastic finish to, you know, that particular uh, conversation about the news. Okay. All right. Well, yesterday was Therapeutic Thursday, and, oh, we had a nice conversation. Oh, yeah, we had a nice conversation. You know, you you have, well, the, 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 the news wasn't a nice conversation. It was a follow-up. The follow-up conversation was, was pretty interesting. You know, we started off with the news, unfortunately, of the two parents, young parents in the Bronx who uh, killed the baby. Well, the dad actually ended up shaking the baby, and the baby died, and how they, you know, dressed the baby and pretended to take the baby on a stroll, and they ended up dumping the baby in a wooded area near the expressway. And we talked about the dad who called, after he found out that the baby was dead, he actually called the minister and, you know, got the minister to, you know, pray with him and kind of convince him to call 911 and and do the right thing. And we talked about the fact that, you know, should you have had, after hearing your child killed your grandchild, or anybody for that matter, should you have had to call your minister to have prayer and encourage you to do the right thing and call 911? Oh, boy. We also talked about the fact that, you know, the, the young man had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and, 
schizophrenia and you know we 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 talked about the fact that you know they met pretty quickly and they ended up having a baby pretty quickly and you know do we not ask enough questions before we actually bed these people and do we do enough vetting do we spend enough time before we commit now we know they did it clearly they did it and we know that the world doesn't we know that that's not the way the world does things however the question on the table does you know do we Christians God's people do we make the same mistake do we not take the time to even see if this is a person that God is sending us. Now, I'm adding that little, you know, piece on this morning, you know, in, in those terms. But we talked about it yesterday. You know, what should we do? And I know this conversation has come up before in our relationship. You know, Relationship Mondays. You know, did that, you know, take place before we ended up committing ourselves? To an individual Now we're not talking about what we did in our former life Because right now Boy is it noisy <laughs> You know Is it Is it something we didn't do In our former lives And now that we are on the side Of God we're still not doing So that, that was The question yesterday on the table And uh, We got some interesting answers we got some interesting answers, you know, because we should not have that same testimony. I'm sorry. I understand that we all grow at a different pace, but, you know, there were just things that we should simply have learned from. And we all have learned what it is to move a little too fast in the relationship department. And it has cost us, cost some more than others, you know, but hey, this is what God is trying to teach us. So that's how we spent our week here. It was a short week, but it was power packed. Power packed. It was loaded. Load it. So today is freestyle Friday. We already see that it's freestyle because all this noise. They think they're gonna stop us. No, we're about to go out this weekend with a bang. Yes, we're gonna go out with a bang today. You know, we got our men who are coming on. And we got some stuff to talk about, hopefully to laugh at, and more importantly, some thought-provoking, you know, information that's going to send us into a wonderful weekend. I always look forward to that. How about you? All right? All right. Well, let's get this morning started. Go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go and tell somebody that It's Due Time with Pastor Steph is on.
whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go nowhere because we will be right back. I was diagnosed with PTSD. I got out and was sort of on my own. Since 2003, more than 103,000 service members have been diagnosed with PTSD. Hope for the Warriors focuses not on what happened, but what happens next. Don't let them be forgotten. You can help restore hope to our military families. My wife and my son are affected by combat, too. Visit HopeForTheWarriors.org today. People know that they can turn to them and trust them. Shake your head. All right. Well, 
we have someone that said, when I got in trouble, my mom would make me jog around the neighborhood while she followed me in her car blaring ABBA. She said the running would raise my endorphins so I wouldn't be so rude. I was in middle school when this punishment became a regular occurrence. I always felt better after the run, even though I never admitted to her. Ah. Okay, okay, okay. Another one. This one I thought was crazy. When I got in trouble, I had to go smell my dog's breath. Because if we have to deal, my mother used to say, if we have to deal with filth from your mouth, then you have to deal with the filth from its mouth. It sounds silly, but I beg my parents to give me anything but that. Wow. I like that one, actually. (laughs) I like that one. I actually like that one. Here's one that was kind of interesting. One of my worst punishments, though it ended up being useful later in life, was that I had to write chain words. I'd get a paper dictionary and start and a starter word. Then I'd have to write everything that came next, pronunciations, the root words, the synonyms, antonyms, multi-definitions, sample sentences. And then my next word, started with the last letter of the previous word. The number of words I'd have to write depended on how much I'd I'd misbehaved. Well, he says, uh, or she says, it ended up, you know, giving, giving them a high vocabulary. I guess so. I guess so. Okay. We had an in in ground pool when I was a kid, and when I was growing up, my dad didn't let us go up there when our parents weren't home. Well, when I was in sixth grade, my friend convinced me to sneak her up there, and my dad caught us. So he made me write an essay, no less than three pages, on hypothermia. Mm, okay. My nephew was goofing off in school in order to impress girls. So my sister bought him an ugly purple suit that Goodwill at Goodwill and made him wear it every day for a week so that he could get the attention he was craving. By the end of the week, though, other guys started wearing suits to school, having seen all the attention he was getting from everyone. Now, can you imagine that one? That was, wow. Okay. Okay. Up, oh, I just got a submission. Just got a submission. So this is from a due time listener. I hung out late one night. My mother made me get up early, extra early at 5.30 a.m. the following morning to wash already clean dishes, dry them with a washcloth, and place them accurately in their proper places. If I didn't put them back right or dry them fully, I had to do them all over again. Mm. Interesting one, interesting one. All right. Wow. Thank you for that submission. If I or my siblings ever hit each other, my mom made us wear what she called the hitting glove. It was just an oven mitt, but we had to wear it while playing, trying to eat lunch, or do anything else for 30 minutes. 
our hands would get hot and sweaty, and if we took the oven mitt off, the timer would restart. And if we tried using our free hand to hit someone, both hands went into hitting gloves. We learned quickly. That was interesting. That was interesting. I got another submission. All right, this is from a due time listener. <laughs> My mother made me stand up in the middle of the room, couldn't lean on anything, <laughs> even in the dark. <laughs> Now my mother is a pastor. <laughs> and I still get her arrested. <laughs> oh, All I think about is if I when I came in late, five thirty in the morning having to wash some dishes the next no, that's okay. Standing up in the middle of the room, no, that's okay. Having to smell the dog's breath, no, that's okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Okay, here's another one. Whenever I got in trouble, my parents literally took my bedroom door off its hinges and put it in the basement. I felt bad because it ended up being more of a punishment to my brothers since we shared a bathroom and I was constantly in there trying to get some privacy. Wow, wow, wow. When my son was about eight years old, he got in trouble, and that night there happened to be a primetime special on television about Barney, the purple dinosaur. He hated Barney, so his punishment was to watch the show and write a report on it. No spelling or grammatical errors, or he would have to redo it. His report was perfect. Wow. Wow. I got. I once got in trouble, and my dad made me edit his old 8-millimeter vacation films into a Vine-style highlight reel. Wow. Wow. We had horses growing up, and their dung was put in a pile at the end of the pasture. Well, I got caught cursing in eighth grade, and my dad said, if you're going to let it come out of your mouth, you can go move it around. So I spent three days moving the manure pile from one side of the pasture to the other and back. My dad always said the punishment should fit the crime. Wow. Wow. Okay, here's another submission from a due time listener. When there were dishes in the sink when my mother came home from work at 2 a.m., she saw this, if she saw dishes in the sink, she took all the dishes out of the cabinet, and we had to wash all the dishes and the pots. We never left dishes in the sink again. Wow. Oh, a second mom who was kicking butt with the dishes. Wow. Wow. All righty. My sister and I used to fight really badly, and on days we were relentless, my mom would make us sit across, sit cross-legged and face each other with our knees touching. If we still wouldn't stop fighting, we had to hold hands. If we still tried fighting, we had to touch our foreheads together. It usually worked at that point. Wow, wow. If I cursed, 
my mom would make me go into the bathroom and say every curse word I knew while looking in the mirror so that I could see how ugly it looks to curse. Wow. 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 Interesting. My mom would only let my brother and me fight while speaking with accents. Which always ended in us laughing She would also have us dance fight When we were mad at each other I don't know what that is Okay, someone says I had to sit in the empty bathtub And read war books all day Wow These are some interesting punishments Interesting punishments My sister's used to leave their dirty socks all over the house. So one day my mom wisely put two pairs of dirty, disgusting socks into their pencil cases. Ooh, when they got to school, they realized what my mom had done, and they had to quickly put the pencil cases back in their backpacks before anyone noticed. Wow, wow. That was interesting. Wow, some of these parents were really creative. Okay, we have another uh, listener-submitted punishment. If I was on a punishment and wanted to watch TV, I could only watch TV if I massaged my mother's feet. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, my mother's a pastor. You know, I'm gonna stop reading these. These, are, <laughs> I'm gonna stop reading these. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Let's see. We got a we got a couple of minutes to see what other. That was a listener submitted, just in the event. All right, my room had a full size color TV with cable, video games, and all my stuff. So when I got in trouble, my parents sent me to their room, which had a tiny black and white TV with an antenna that only got one channel. (laughs) All right. Right. Wow. My dad was in the military, and he was very strict about our rooms being clean. If we didn't make our beds before leaving for school, he would take off all the bedding, then stand the mattresses up against the wall. It only took a couple of times of that for us to keep things clean. Wow. Wow. I went to Catholic school, and once my mom found out I ditched Mass, so she made me go to all seven Masses offered by my church that weekend. I spent like 10 hours in church that weekend. I had the gospel and homily memorized. Wow, wow, wow. Can you imagine punishing somebody with church? (laughs) Wow. My stepfather made me eat biscuits and gravy when I was in trouble. I absolutely hated that food. Wow, wow, wow. 
Here's another one. I would get grounded to the front porch because I would entertain myself in my room. I wasn't allowed to talk to anyone except to say that I was grounded and couldn't talk. (laughs) Can you imagine every time somebody went past you, you had to say, you couldn't say anything, but I was grounded and I'm grounded and I can't talk. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. When I got in trouble in high school, my dad would hand me five dice. I would roll them, and whatever number came up, I would have to alternate that many push-ups and sit-ups. Counting down until I got down to zero, my father was a drill sergeant in the Army. Wow. These people are really creative, I tell you. I'm going to tell you something. Some of these things, I, 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 yeah, I, I, that, that, this is worse than a beating. This is worse than a beating. Wow. My kids are very particular about their food, not picky in terms of what they will or will not eat, but they expect a certain level of flavor in their food. So when they have especially bad days, I use less seasoning on their food that night, just enough for their food to be edible but not up to their standards. Mmm, wow, wow. And the last one. I was really tired of the fighting between my daughters, so I pulled out a tough kid's puzzle and told them they couldn't do anything together except the puzzle. I thought I would have a few hours of glorious quiet. Instead, those two put their little heads together and had it completed in 30 minutes. At least the fight was forgotten for the day. Wow. Wow. Well, I got to say, you know, based on, you know, the due time listeners and these other parents, there are some real creative punishments, real creative punishments. I like the dishes thing. I like the dishes thing. I like if you, you know, pull out the dishes. I mean, they made you pull out the dishes and you had to wash all the dishes. I liked two or two, two people pull that one out. Um, you know, the kids are too old to punish now, so, you know, I can't do that kind of stuff. I don't know what I would do now. I don't know what I would do now. You know, I was creative when my kids were little and there was no Jesus. (laughs) But I don't even know what I would do now. I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. I like the dishes thing. uh, you know, you know, I, well, I was told that the punishment is having to listen to me scream in my high-pitched voice. But I got to tell you, that ain't much of a punishment because I can't even do that much anymore. Once I start, I get a headache, so I have to stop. So they get they get off easy. They're getting off easy. Or if I keep talking nonstop. Oh, yeah, that, oh, that works. Now, that, where they want me to shut up so badly. And see, you know what I have to do? I have to keep talking incessantly. Because if I break, then they think it's over. And then if I start all over again, then they'll say, oh, come on, Ma. You know, why you got to keep talking? Why you got to keep talking? So, (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, there is a way I can I can get on their nerves. Okay, all right. I got one last submission. <clears throat> when I this is from a uh, due time listener. When I stayed out past the streetlights, the next day when I would be permitted to go out, but could only stand in the front on the front step which is about the size of an average box. Wow. I could only look at the ground, could not look up or wow, could not look up or wave. My mother was a pastor too. <laughs> wow, I like that one. I like that one. Wow. Nice ending. Nice ending. Nice and oh, and the the question is, should we still get them arrested? Oh my 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 my! Wow, I like that one. Standing in one spot in the box, looking. Oh, that would have killed my kids. Oh, that would have killed these three, especially Tamasia. Oh, she would have wanted to jump out the window. Oh, well, thank you so much, listeners, for your submissions. Those were those were good ones. Those were good ones. All right. So what we talking about today as far as news. Okay, you know what? I've had it. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a wait. I'm a wait and hold on to that one. Two of my men still have not called in. So I'm going to hold on to that one. Uh, let's see. Well, here's an interesting story, and I thought it was really, really interesting because now you remember Jared, who um, you remember Jared? He was really, really big, and he went on the Subway sandwich diet. You have to remember that, um, Jared. And then, okay, you know his follow-up. He ended up going to jail. For all the, he's still in jail now for um, being a sexual predator with kids. Yeah, so not only did he make the news for losing all that weight, but he also made the news for being a sexual predator. Oh, yeah, they smashed him. They smashed him. Shantice, find out for me how long did Jared, uh, Jared get sentenced to jail? Because he got, he got some years. He got some years. He ain't get no two, three years. He he got some years. Yeah, he he he's enjoying his weight loss, all right. Cause in prison you ain't gonna get fat. Well, well, there's this new thing that 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 this man did to lose. Oh, he got 15 years. Thank you. Yeah, they smashed him. They were not playing. I thought they were gonna let him off. And I'm not saying he should have, but you know how sometimes, you know, the the the, uh, the judge just won't do right. Yeah, well, they gave him 15 years. And he, he came up in the news again the other day. Um, oh, okay. So I got this piece of submission. He allegedly paid, wow, a 17-year-old girl he met online to engage in sex acts with him during a 2012 visit to New York City. 
Jared was sentenced on November 19, 2015, to 188 months in prison, which is just over 15 years. Wow. He began serving his time at the Federal Correctional Institution in Inglewood, Colorado. Thank you. Thank you so much for that submission. All right. Now, this one, you know, we, we, we didn't hear about him in the news yet, but there's this man. He went from, let's see, he lost 50 pounds. Well, okay, let me start all over again because that didn't come out right. So there's this man, Kevin McGinnis. So he embarked on a 100-day journey to lose 50 pounds by only eating McDonald's. Now, we know the Subway sandwich thing is is pretty, you know, okay, because what do you have? You have mayonnaise or mustard, you know, a, a hero roll, bread. You have cold cuts. And you have your veggies because you can load up. Remember now, you can load up your Subway sandwich as much as you possibly can, you know, on your veggies. So you could see that. But McDonald's, now he's 57, and he would only eat McDonald's. This was his pledge, and he was determined to lose 50 pounds. Well, by the end of the 100 days, he actually lost 58.5 pounds. He started out at 238 pounds, and he's now down to 179 pounds. And I need a 10-second pause, please. Thank you. Yeah. Now, his wife tried it, and she lost, let's see. She didn't she didn't lose as much weight as he did. She did it for forty days and she lost seventeen pounds. Now they say that he did not uh exercise. He only drank water, he skipped snacks, and he cut down his, cut the portions in half. That was his that was his commitment. And it worked. And it worked. He ended up losing he ended up losing fifty those fifty you know plus pounds and he drank eighty to ninety ounces of water a day. Well you would have had to to flush out all that grease in your system. He said that he lowered his level of triglycerides, excuse me, triglycerides by 205 points, and he lowered his cholesterol by 65 points. Now, again, he's 57 years old. He says that before he started on this journey, he was pre-diabetic, 
but his A1C level dropped. And for those who don't know, A1C is they mark your your sugar level in a three-month period. So you need to be down to like a five or four. Yeah, numbers have to really be low. So he dropped those numbers dropped significantly. Now the doctors are saying, mm-hmm, needless to say, the doctors are saying, please don't try this at home because he, they said although he lost all that weight, they said that the amount of sodium was crazy because one bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit was 1330, 1330 milligrams of sodium, and a Big Mac has over 1,000 milligrams without the ketchup or the mustard. And we're only supposed to have a recommended 2300 milligrams of sodium a day. So remember now, he did, like Jared, I don't think he ate all day also. But this particular gentleman, he ate three meals a day from McDonald's. And I I guess the cutting in half the portions may have really done the job because I can't even imagine eating that food every single day and being healthy. Oh, my goodness, you know, these triglycerides and this A1C level and the cholesterol level that dropped, that ain't a norm. I, I, I could tell you that much. So the Lord was with him. Yeah, don't try this at home because that there, when I read it, that's why I had to bring it because I'm like, wow, you know, it, some, some things that work for one did not work for, don't work for others. And you could see, of course, they have the before and after pictures. He looks good. He looks really good. So they have two, two pictures of him, and he has a belly, a drooping belly in one of the pictures. And that's the before picture. And the after picture, he doesn't have that drooping belly anymore. So, you know, you, you know, again, it must have been really where he cut the portions in half because eating those full meals would not have rendered him uh, healthier. Not at all. Not at all. And considering that he said he didn't exercise or anything like that. But, again... Excuse me, he drank, what did he say, 80 to 90 um, things of, ounces of water a day? You know, um, the gallon is only 64. So that's a lot of water he's taking in also, which probably helped with that sodium because 64 ounces of sodium probably wouldn't have done him much good <laughs> considering this was every day, three times a day. So, ooh, baby, don't try that one at home. What else are we talking about today? Mm. Well, I thought this was an interesting conversation to kind of pass the time away. So you have this TikToker 
who said she was walking the streets, minding her own business, and there was a man who just walked by her and snatched her wig off. So in her TikTok video, it shows her asking him repeatedly, you know, why did you snatch my wig off? Why did you snatch my wig off? So her TikToker fans, they said that, okay, let me go back a little bit. They said that he was with someone else, and the couple of people he was with, you know, would try to convince him, you know, to apologize to her. But they said he would not say a word. He just stood there and stared at her. So then she kept asking him, and they, you know, said that he was just looking at her as though she wasn't there, like completely ignoring her. So the TikTok fans looked him up. Now, can you imagine this? I don't know how they knew who he was. But they looked him up, and they say the TikTokers, the vigilantes, <laughs> took matters into their own hands after she filmed <clears throat> herself confronting this man on the street, and they found out that he worked at this law firm. Now, the law, fir- law firm is Leader Birkin. Kaleo and Silverstein. They don't don't say what kind of law firm it is, but how they found this out, I don't know. But sure enough, when they called to find out about this guy, do you know they he had lost his job? Yeah, they fired him. They say it took all of less than twelve hours. From the time that um, she uh, reported this, you know, on the TikTok video, and the police told her to, you know, um, go to the doctor. Now, this is crazy. Go to the doctor and file, um, file a police report. Go get some muscle relaxers for her neck. That's what they told her to do at the police precinct. And he lost his job. They told um, they told them when they when they called that he had lost. They had fired him. That they are a respectable law firm, and they do not um, tolerate. We take seriously any inappropriate behavior by any employee, whether inside or outside the workplace. This associate is no longer with the firm. So can you imagine you walk past somebody and for whatever the reason is, you snatch off her wig, she puts you on blast on TikTok, and you ain't got a job by the end by the end of the next day. I keep telling y'all, this bullying thing, it don't work. It does not work. People are not going to continue to accept your nonsense. So here you think you just randomly doing something. You're dismissing her. 
you're not giving her the respect of an apology. Well, why? You took off the wig, so why are you apologizing? That was intentional. So I'm going to snatch off your wig intentionally, then I'm going to come back and apologize. It would have only been fake anyway. Well, it cost you your job. And I'm sure he wasn't paying no two cents. So, oh, well, that's what you get. All right. So, talk about justice. You have this woman who, she and another man. So, here's the story. So, Selma McCroskey, who was 25, along with her co-conspirator, Lawrence Colby the Fourth, 34, they sexually abused the child from the time the child was approximately four months old until the child was two. And now here's how stupid she is. They say she produced videos and images documenting their sexual abuse of the child, which she then distributed to him and others using some encrypted encrypted messaging app. Then <clears throat> she ended up somehow or another being caught. So they ended up showing these videos, and they say that it was seen by international law enforcement and all the platform, internet platforms, in December of 21. And they ended up connecting the videos to the United States. So on February, in February of 2022, the FBI connected the videos to one of her social media accounts. So they also searched her residence and arrested her and this guy. So she ended up pleading guilty to 16 counts with which she was charged in the indictment. She ended up getting 80 years. Now, check this out. They made, they going to make sure she gets no peace for the rest of her life. 80-year prison terms will be followed <laughs> by 80 years of supervised release for charges related to her participation in a conspiracy to sexually abuse a child, producing and distributing videos and images documenting the sexual abuse of the child and possession of child pornography. Now, Colby, her co-conspirator, he faces a mandatory 15 to 30 years in federal prison for conspiracy to sexually exploit a child and for each of the five counts of sexual exploitation of a child and a mandatory minimum of five years and a maximum of 20 years in prison for each of three counts of receipt of child pornography and a maximum of 20 years in federal prison for possession of child pornography. Porn, porn, porn. They smashed these two. Yes! Finally, we're seeing some justice. 
hope this other punk gets some justice as I give you this last story. Are y'all ready for this one? You've got this New York City child services staffer arrested. Now, I ain't going to tell you because I'm just going to give you the story. So they say a veteran staffer, Harold Latour, 59, a child protective specialist with ACS, was charged with harassment and official misconduct following an internal investigation into the creepy 2021 home visitations. (sighs) They said, that let me tell you what the what the woman charged him with well accused him of so he was visiting this family on a regular basis and the mother reported two incidents to ACS the day after the second time he visited the home because she felt threatened during the unsettling encounters. So they said that he, her, excuse me, he went to the house with shorts on, basketball shorts, without underwear, during the welfare visit to a queen's home, sitting down in front of the child's mother and exposing himself. Now, you there to protect the child from people who behave like this, and you're the perpetrator. So the child, now they don't say why he was visiting the child, but I'm saying we know what they do. And if there was something or someone that had been accused, then ACS would be visiting your house. The child would probably have to be removed from the home. And here you are. I hope they give him 80 years. They said that he was paid $64,000 last year. He's been suspended without pay. I wish they would treat these cops like that. But, yeah. Oh, he, he they're not taking this one sitting down. They're not ta- I would love to do the follow-up on this one. Sick. Sick and more sick. Oh, my, 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 my. Let's talk to our gentlemen. Let's start with our Pastor Vinny. Good morning, Pastor Vinny. Good morning, Pastor Steph. Good morning. So good to hear your voice. Good to be Same on the here. How are you? Thank you. I'm I'm good. I'm 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 really good. Um, Good. Uh, we I'm got glad. the grandbabies for the next two months. School is out. Wow, that's gonna be a, oh, yeah. a nice summer. Wow, a crazy, a crazy time in the Stokes house. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Well, that's a nice yeah. opening because we started mm-hmm. off with the punishments. You know what kind of <laughs> interesting punishments did we render to our children? 
Well, what kind of yes. interesting punishments did you render to your children? Well, but before I confess, did, did your girl submit some stuff? You were laughing a little bit too hard when you said that, uh, and now my mother's a pastor on some of those uh, <laughs> submissions. Yeah, Pastor Vinny. herself. Yes, I had to read it. I could not ignore Shantice's submissions. I had to be fair, and I had to read her whole submission, so that meant turning myself in. Yes, I was one of the accused. <laughs> I was one of the accused. So mm. what did you do? Oh, boy. Well, we grew up in Brooklyn. And, okay. Uh, we, we, lived, we lived in East New York on the third floor of an apartment building. Now, you know, kids, <laughs> my mother would say, she would tell me, you know, I was, I was the, the oldest boy, so it was like it was my responsibility to take the garbage downstairs. Okay. So uh, this, this, you know, and, and I would, you know, often get away with it. I would just take it, take it down the next day, you know, and, you know, but this, this day I got, I, I waited too late and I was tired, you know, it's, it's rough being a kid. And so <laughs> my mistake is, you know, so I went to sleep. My mistake was it was February, <laughs> cold, <laughs> Old February, and uh, it was two o'clock in the morning, and my mother woke my behind up. <laughs> Boy, didn't I tell you to empty this garbage? I said, "Yeah, Mom, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it in in, in the morning." She said, "Well, it's morning now." <laughs> she said, "It's morning now. Get up and take get this garbage out of this house." So she made me get dressed, get the garbage, walk down the three flights of stairs, walk around the building to get to put the garbage, you know, in the garbage cans in the back of the building. <laughs> and it was it was snow on the ground. Wow. <laughs> snow on the ground. I said I got, I got back up, and she said, you better not say a word. The next time I tell you to get this garbage out of here, you better get it out immediately. Yes, Mom. <laughs> and I tried to go back to sleep. That, that, wow, that memory, wow, wow. That memory, well, it that, me. that was rough. <laughs> that was rough <laughs> it, in the snowy. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I bet. <laughs> I bet it did. I, it, I guess it was like the other submissions where they are... Uh, they made them get up and wash them dishes in the morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, they, yeah, that, yeah, that ain't no joke. That ain't no joke. Uh-uh. Okay, well, that was a nice, uh, that was a nice, that, that wasn't as bad. That wasn't as bad. Well, let me uh-huh. let me ask you this. Talk about punishment. You got uh-huh. that, uh, that woman who got her wig snatched off, and the TikTokers found out, who he was, and he ended up getting his job taken from him. Does hmm. the punishment fit the crime? It wasn't on the premises. I mean, that's yeah, some but, kind of punishment. Yeah, but what what gives you the right to invade this person's space, this person's personal space? 
Why do people feel so entitled that they can do whatever know. they want to anybody? It's, it's, this is uh, this is crazy. He, he deserves to lose his job. You know, it don't, it don't say whether you know they palm people or you know back of the hand people or. <laughs> you know? I like that, Pastor Vinny. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, listen, Silverstein is one of the last names on the um on the uh in the in the in the name of the firm. Lita yeah. Birkin, Kalao. Kaleo, I'm sorry, and Silverstein. I can mm. tell you that I'm looking now at a picture of no. the perpetrator, and mm. uh, he's on our side of the fence, the back of the hand. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so that's why I agree. Can, can, can we say that's why he got fired? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably so. Probably I, I don't so. think they're going to fire Silverstein. Yeah, I agree. But I also agree. You know, I talk about this bullying all the time. And whoever he was with kept trying to tell him to apologize. And she said he looked like straight at her as though she wasn't even there. Well, he had to worry about looking at her no more because he wasn't looking at that or a paycheck. Or a paycheck. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, so, some of us, some of right. us think that we arrived, you know. Yep, we get, it is true. We, we and get I a decent job, or we think that we arrived and we can do whatever That's right. you know we want. But 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 white justice, not black justice. <laughs> no, and it's not, and it's not, and you know <laughs> what? Bullying is bullying, and you know yeah. people don't think of these things. They just assume, like you said, that you're entitled mm-hmm. to do whatever it is you want. Well, the punishment fits the crime. I agree with you. Let's see what the other men have to say when it's their turn. All righty. <laughs> we got this. Um, excuse me. We got the woman and the, the woman and the man who molested the child from four months to two years, as for, as well as pu- um, published publishing this video, sending it all over the place. She got eighty years. But now you have the man in New York City who works for ACS who twice have exposed himself. What kind of sentence does he get? What's his punishment, um, Pastor Vinny? Probably he should deserve worse. He his job is to protect these 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 kids, and 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 the the, the thing is. They, they see. They look at these families as 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 really, you know, impoverished. They don't have any connections, you know. Right. They out there, and and they don't have nobody to really to speak up for them because these agencies, you know, some of them. I don't know. I don't know whether these guys have deep officer status, but a, a, a friend of mine, you know, he he was uh, authorized to to carry a weapon. Going going into these houses because when they came to take those kids, you know the the parents or the guardians would get violent. Right. So often they right. protect themselves. But let me say to my pastoral voice, this jerk. <laughs> okay. Going to show up, show up to these these people's house 
disrespecting them. He, he, he didn't feel any compulsion about being punished. He didn't have any compulsion about, you know, being targeted and, and uh, you know, being corrected. He felt that he could just do anything to these And that is the worst. That is the worst kind of crime. I hear you. You're right. That, that, you're right. That is, that is you know, take, take, you're not just taking advantage of this family that's already gone through trauma. Right, but you, right. You, you're going to further insult them by just exposing yourself and and disregarding, you know, their, their lack of even the decency, decent humanity. Right. Absolutely, absolutely, Pastor V. So should he get eighty years or should he get more than eighty years? Because she got eighty <laughs> years, and then she after that she has eighty years of supervised <laughs> release. Does he get right. eighty years plus eighty years? Now, now those those folks, they 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 went international, right? Yes, sir. They, they went international with with with, and probably profited from these uh, children's porn. Absolutely, absolutely, you know, absolutely. He, he, he might not have gone. To that degree, but we don't know how many families he he targeted ah. and like that. We don't know Absolutely. how many because absolutely. Because somebody said a, a a rapist or a molester. You know, when they get caught, it's usually not their first time. <laughs> Absolutely, you're right. You know, but you're right. But somebody reported them and and allowed them to get caught. But <laughs> maybe maybe he should get eighty eighty years. To, to, okay. to warn the others okay. and to come up behind him, you know, say, hey, this this, this is not uh, easy, Mark. This is not who you should be. You know, if, if if you feel so inclined, then go get a job someplace else. Go, go get a job where you're not responsible for the lives of children. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see if your, if your fellow... You know your your uh, your co-conspirators, conspirators, huh? if they agree with you. Let's see what Brother Al has to say. Good morning, Brother Al. Hey, good morning. Come back to me. I'm sending the kids upstairs. So come back to me. <laughs> All right, Brother Al. We'll be back. We'll be back. All right, Pastor KL. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you? How are you? I am well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing over there? Uh, back at Sweet Home, Alabama. I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. Thank God for traveling mercies. <laughs> All right, Pastor yes, Cam. We started off talking about the the punishments that we received as children, um, the, the weirdest and most interesting punishments. What was one of the, <laughs> the most interesting punishments you ever received? Well, I, I don't know that any of mine was interesting or the weirdest. But see, my my parents were professional beaters. You know, they, they, they they beat you for a living. You know, oh I just, my gosh. I got beat for a living. You, you know, I mean, what people call child abuse now it w- was a regular daily event for me. <laughs> you know, oh my goodness! Know, I don't think I don't think they, they could have lasted in my day and time. You know, I, I wow, wow, wow. That that. My father had told me 
explicitly to clean my, you know, couple of couple of words I can't say online room, you know, and I figured, you know, I just finished eating, my stomach hurts, so if I act like I'm tired and I go to sleep, then I'll clean it tomorrow. So I went to sleep and my dad beat me awake. He didn't wow, me awake. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, you know, back in those days, you know, they didn't have belts and, you know, stuff like that. They had what's called extension cords. When you got beat with an extension cord, you woke up. Mm. You know, you, you ever cried and nothing came out? You know, yes. just, <laughs> you know, you cried. And, I mean, you were screaming, but there was no sound coming out of your mouth. Yeah, I wow, thought I died. Wow, wow, wow. You know, so, so I, I was crying, and I guess because he didn't hear any, any sound, he continued to beat me. So, you know, oh, needless my. to say, my room has been, needless to say that when I leave my house now, you know, at my, my, my wonderful age, I, I make up my bed, I sweep the floor, I do all that stuff before I go to work. You know, I, I've, been, <laughs> I've been stained and scarred for life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay, so your parents didn't punish you. Do you remember an interesting punishment? you rendered on your children. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I told, I never forget, I told my son, again, to clean his room. And uh, he decided that he was going to clean his room. So I took some um, blankets and a pillow, and I put it in the backyard. You didn't want to clean your room? Go live in the backyard. Oh. He out there for the night. Wow. Okay, that was interesting. That was interesting. Wow. Did he clean his room afterwards? He appreciated. Oh, he appreciated his room afterwards. He, he, okay, he okay. And polished the furniture and, you know, all types wow. of pictures to the, to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> Shanti says... Wait, Shanti says, and now his son's father is a pastor. Shut up, son. Don't get him arrested. That, that's been her question all morning, Pastor KL. Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. So, we're speaking of punishment. You have... The guy who, you know, was the lady was walking by, minding her business. He decides to snatch her wig off. She starts filming him and her and asking why he, you know, why did he take his wig off, take her wig off. The friends are, you know, coaching him to apologize, but he doesn't. He just stares at he stares at her. Her TikTok vigilantes, they call them, somehow was able to link him back to where he worked at a law firm. And when they reached out to the law firm, they told him, they told the person that uh, he was no longer employed there. Does the punishment mm-hmm. fit the crime? Because they said that they take seriously any inappropriate behavior of an employee, whether it's inside or outside the workplace. So does the punishment fit the crime today? 
I say yes, and 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 a lot of people don't don't agree, you know. But you represent your company, just as just as as pastors, we represent God, you know. What I'm saying all the time, not just when we're in church, mm-hmm. you know, all the time, you know, we, we have a representation of the Father. So when I hire you, all the time you represent me, whether you're on the clock or not, you know. These, these people think these are the type of people that I hire. You know what I mean? I, I can lose business. So, yeah, I, th- I think it definitely fits the, fits the um, punishment in the crime. I happen to agree with you and Pastor Vinny. I happen to a- agree. You know, we reap what we sow, but we well, don't always reap from where we've sown. Uh, okay. Right. How about that one? That's you know, good. so I agree with That's you, good. I'm going to preach that. I'm going to preach that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, all right. I just dropped something in the room. Uh, make sure you give me credit. Give me credit. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's true. You know, we always try to figure out, you know, sometimes we hear the, you know, the, the, the comment, you know, I've done so much, I've done so much, I've done so much for X, Y, and Z. And that X, Y, and Z area has not done you well. They have not returned and blessed right. you the way you've blessed them, but yet you mm-hmm. have another area where God has blessed you from. So, you know, it says we reap from, you know, we reap what we sow, and it doesn't necessarily work like the garden. You know, if I you right. know, uh, sow into my yard, my next-door neighbor is not going to get my flowers. But in life, right, right, right. just like the both of you said, you know, yo, you representing, you're representing, and you know what? God's going to fix it where, you know what, you may not have, you know, gotten street justice, but look at you, now you don't have your job. So, you know what, that's just a lesson to be learned. I agree with both of you. Um, Brother Al, let me know, you, you can text me, let me know when you're ready so we don't um, disturb what you're doing. And we'll just continue the conversation until um, you you're ready. Now, this this uh, couple, Pastor KL, you know, who did the molesting and the, the the child pornography and passing around, you know, the video and things like that. You know, she was she was sentenced to 80 years in prison, and then after the 80 year sentence, she's going to have to serve 80 years of supervised release. You now have this New York City ACS worker who, you know, has been accused of, you know, um, doing his sexual deeds, you know, exposing himself in front of this mother while he was there on a well-care visit. What should his what should his punishment be? I mean, he should be in jail for, for a very, 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 very long time. Because, I mean, look, look, I, I, I look at this, you know, and I think Pastor Vinny said, said that, um, you know, you're supposed to be protecting me. It's almost like, and I know we're going to get a lot of flack from this, but it's almost like the priest in, in, the, in Catholicism, in, in the Catholic Church. You're supposed to be protecting me, but yet you, 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 you finally these little boys. So I, I come to you as my security, as my lioness, if, if you would, my security blanket. I'm walking around with my security blanket, and my blanket is, is tainted. You know, my blanket got bed bugs in it, so it's not causing me any good. 
You know, so now I, I have to worry about what I'm going through and yet worry about my blanket, my covering. When you're covering, when there's a hole in, in the covering, you're going to get rained on all the time. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Amen. You're right. Absolutely. You know, just like your Pastor Vinny said, you're there to service this family. You're not here to victimize the family. You're there because mm-hmm. the family has been victimized. Now you further right. victimize them. You know, it, it's it's like you said, the covering is now got a whole bunch of holes in it, and it, it ain't even serving, you know, as a covering any longer. And it, it's it's disgusting that you now become the perpetrator. And he mm-hmm. has, he's been with the with the company. He's been an ACS worker since 2011. So, wow. Yeah. So just like you said, Pastor V, how many other families have you victimized and they ain't said nothing? Yeah. Because maybe yeah. you, you with the pen in your hand, maybe you with the computer and the typewriter, you have your own sword. So who's mm-hmm. to say that you have not victimized and then threatened? So you, you yeah. can't limit what these people do because now you have the upper hand so how many people have that have suffered at your yeah. hand and now they're afraid to say anything because your their fate is in your hands your hands yeah you know so it this is this is some sick sick stuff really really unfortunate you know, um, circumstances for these families, um, like your gentlemen have said, you know, that you now hurt them after they've already been hurt. And, of course, mm-hmm. you don't let the other side take this one on. You let them catch you. Right. But I'm sure he ain't the only. Right. But yeah. you the, you the face. you the face now. So, mm-hmm. you know, now you make also, again, just like, you know, the representative story. We all look bad now. You know, come right. on. Why are you? Come on, come on, come on. And you're 59 years old. You really want to go to jail for being a sexual predator at 59? Yeah. You're yeah. almost a senior citizen. You're still know. fresh. You're yeah. still fresh in the jail system. Yeah, you don't have you, you you know, and they always say you don't want to go to jail for the elderly or the babies. Don't want to go yeah, to jail. That's right. Right. You don't want to go to jail for the babies or the elderly. So, you know, who knows? Again, he may reap from a place he has not sown. So, oh well. Oh well. Too bad for you. Too bad for you. Haven't heard from Brother Al yet, so we're going to move forward. Um, we only have a little bit of time left to, to talk about this thing. You know, it's, I tell you, you never know how this stuff is going to connect. We're talking about sensitive sons and how to handle our sensitive sons. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to give this to the ladies also on Wednesday, God spares, because I would like to see the way they answer and, and you know, speak of, you know, how we address our our sensitive sons. But 
they say that you need to let your son know that his tears and emotions are God-given. And I guess that's also from the opposite side of, you know, boys don't cry, men don't cry. Um, what would you say, Pastor Vinny, to that? You have to mm-hmm. let your sons know that tears and emotions are God-given. You've raised three boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Pastor Steph, I'm a big crybaby. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm a I'm a big crybaby. I get it. I I you know. Um. I'm I'm not a wuss. <laughs> right. Um, right. Right. But um. I um. You know things we we've we've seen things in, in life that really move you, and the the, the appropriate response. Is, is is to shed a tear. Is to shed a tear. Uh, Pastor Brendan and I, we've we've counseled couples. We've, you know, we've we've been through things with other other members of the, our extended family, and they lead you to tears. And, and my sons see it. They see it. You know, they 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 see me. You know, and um, uh, and I and I see them. Uh, my my guys, you know, they 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 play sports. You know they, you know they do all of the all of the things that young men do, and um, you know it, I think it's important for them to be able to tap in um, that 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 side of them, especially when um, you know they're dealing with young ladies and they're dealing with you know life on their own. Um, to to say that you don't cry and you don't show emotions. That that limits them in life. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily help them. I think it limits them uh, without, you know, allowing them to to see the world in all of its <laughs> beauty and ugliness. Um, so you know, I I my my guys are pretty are pretty sensitive. I, I would say I would say it that way. My middle son, he lifts weights. He he's, he looks like a bodybuilder. You know, um, but um, these are these are, you know, tender guys. They're tender-hearted, okay. and I, I, like I appreciate that, that. I, you know, tender-hearted. You know, yeah, yeah. I like that you know, word. Gets, I like the word. Yeah, when it when it gets down to, to to, you know, protecting, they step they step to you to protect, um, to protect me and Mama. <laughs> you know. Okay. I, I, I like that. I like oh, yeah. that. I like that, Pastor V. I like that. Yeah. Brother Al is ready for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Good morning, Brother Al. Good morning. Good morning. Oh uh, yeah, I, I texted you. No, I texted you twice. I'm ready. I'm ready. Then you skip by. We got to I'm have so a conversation. Sorry. I didn't. I, I, I didn't <laughs> get it, but I did get another message that you weren't ready. So I apologize. I just got um, the the notice. Uh, that you were ready. It's all good. It's all good. I want you to join in on this portion. I'm glad you're able to start, you know, um, at this, the beginning of this conversation. You know, we're talking about um, how to handle sensitive sons. And one of the things is that, you know, they have to be 
um, told and explained to that tears are, you know, God's gift. You know, uh, emotions are God-given. What would you say for that, uh, teaching your son that? I would say, yeah, most definitely. You know, um, we we spoke about that. They may have, uh, Pastor KL, KL spoke about that one time on the show, is that we, as as young men, we was raised that way. Don't cry. Don't do that. Or if you did that, you would consider that you were soft or you was being a baby or you was acting like a girl. So we learn to just hold that emotion in and don't show it. But it, it is healthy. It's healthy to cry, to get that off your, your chest. It's, it's healthy to show some emotion. You know, um, how you expect to get a woman if you don't show no emotion at all? Basically what you're doing is showing her that, hey, I just don't care. So I, I agree with that, that we have to teach our young men and it's okay to show emotion. It's okay to cry. All right, all right. Pastor KL, you know, uh, emotions and tears are God-given. How do you teach your sons that? Yeah, I mean, now, let me say this, now I strongly believe that. You know, echoing Brother Al, you know, we, we, were, we were raised in the form that we didn't see our dads cry. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't see them show emotion, but the only emotion we saw was anger. So, so that's that's the, the the raising and the training that I I instilled in my son, you know, which was a bad thing, you know, of late and only of late of the last few years. Listen, I I, I cried on TV shows when I see a family coming together or somebody's hurting. I, I cry like a baby now, and I'm like, wait, what have I become? You know, but you have to allow God to, to soften you. You know, you have to you have to allow you have to allow God to, to come into your life. You know, when He comes into your life, first of all, the first thing you do is you begin to humble yourself and you begin to give it all to God. And, you know, and once you teach these principles to your sons, you know, what I'm saying once you plant these seeds to your sons in your sons, then then they can grow. You know, and and growing is the best. Once you stop growing, you stop living. You know, so I, I thank God that now I'm still growing. I'm still growing in the emotional level, and I'm still, you know, not holding on to I can't cry or I'm not supposed to cry or because I'm going to show weakness. And then when, when your children and your children's children see granddaddy or daddy crying, then they know it's okay to do this because, because granddaddy did it, you know, or dad did it, and we know he's a strong man. So sometimes you have to lead by example. All right, all right. You just stepped into my next point here, Pastor KL. They say, you know, that when a mother sees her her son sensitive, he should push and encourage him to be more around his father. What would you say about that, Brother Al? Come back to Brother Al. Yeah, I think Brother Al may have become unavailable. No, no, I'm I'm sorry. I had to run some kids. You know, it's getting down to the end of school, and the kids just sitting in the park like it's okay, so I had to say some choice words. I'm sorry. Go ahead and say that again. I'm all right. (laughs) Your choice words. (laughs) But I'm okay. They say when a mom sees her son um, in a sensitive mode, she should push him to spend more time with his father. Would you agree with that? Okay, so mom's human sensitive mode. Um, 
That's a good one. I, I'm, I'm going to say yes to that. I, I think so, because sometimes, you know, that's mother's uh, first instinct is to nurture. And, you know, just like if you be outside and you see a little, a, a little boy, he's running and playing, and he's full. He get ready to get up and he's okay, but once mom run over there, like, oh, baby, are you okay? You're he started crying his eyes out. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I'm going to say yes to that one. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Pastor Vinny says Pastor KL has already touched on it. I'll give you an opportunity yeah. to speak on this one. You know, um, what do you think about, you know, now mom should kind of, you know, direct him more toward the father. Is that going to help? <laughs> well, it, it, it should help. <laughs> it, it should help, but... Um, I, I I tell you when um when I I started growing up, uh, Pastor Brenda she, she always tried to be you know their friend, and, and when it when it came to, to to punishment, she would send them she would wait for me to come home. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> she she'd wait for me to come home and, and uh, handle the corporal punishment or whatever. But uh, it, it you know. It, it takes it takes both sides. The, the the boys have to see both sides. They have to see uh, the mother, the 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 tenure of the mother. Uh, you know, uh, she she has to be able to you know get angry and and sometimes sell out whatever punishment or whatever you know lesson has to be learned. Um, uh, and so sort of sort of father don't always seem like they're heavy. Okay. 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 You know, some some some, some kids they only like um, like uh, Pastor Kale said. Some some um, some kids only see the anger. Mm-hmm. That side of, that side of the father, and that's 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 not just wrong, but it's, it's unfair because it 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 it, it, it tells the kid a, a, maybe a wrong message. You know, like you know, here okay. I am trying to be sensitive. And here my father is shutting me down. Okay, okay, okay. That's a good way of looking at it, Pastor V. Good way of looking at that. Pastor KL, would you like to add anything else to this particular area? Yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, I agree with, with, the, with the gentleman, but I think that, that there needs to be a balance. You know, there needs to be a rental balance. You know, a, a lot of times, you know, if you're raised with your mother and your sisters, you tend to have feminine tendencies simply because that's all you know. That's all you grow up with. You begin to play with the Barbie dolls. You begin to all of a sudden braid hair and stuff like that. And then, you know, what happens is that you learn from the streets how to be a man. You know, so I think it's important that the father gets involved whether he's in the house or out of the house so that he can he can build structure in the child. So there has to be a balance. Okay, okay, okay. You guys are making really good points today, really good points today. All right, Pastor uh, Kale, you got the first leg on this one. They say that you, when you have a sensitive child, that one of the things you should do is encourage him to read more, um, you know, male, like, uh, um, how do they say it? You know, read like let's say biographies of of great men, 
great pastors, great inventors, great, you know, um, uh, men who have done great things so that they could encourage them kind of indirectly. Would you agree? Um, I, I would say that that sounds like a good idea. I, I can't say that I agree from experience. I didn't like to read, you know, so that wasn't, that wasn't my thing. You know what I mean? Um, we can't get kids to go to school, let alone read a book. You know, I, 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 I think that, that children are more visual than, than, you know, reading and stuff like that. I, I think they need to see examples, just, just in my honest opinion. You know, I, I can read about, about Martin Luther King all day, but I, 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 didn't, I didn't go on the Million Man March. I didn't get on the bus. You know what I mean? I, I didn't take that trip. That wasn't for me. You know, did I think it was a good idea? Yeah, it was okay, but that wasn't for me. You know, I I, I had to, I had to see other things and experience other things for myself. Okay, 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 brother Al. You know, they say point your your sensitive son in the direction of of books and articles about men of 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 great status. What do you say? Um, it's so funny because you were saying I was thinking the same thing Pastor Carol was saying. Sounds good, but I don't agree with it. I think it's more of showing up. You know, like take your child, take him to the barber shop. You know, where the fellas hang out. You know, let him see what's going on. Take him around men. Take him around positive men because you should be a positive role model yourself, which means that you're hanging around positive men. So take him with you. Take him places with you. You know, take, take him to the stuff that you're involved with. You know, like when I started doing my acting. I had my son with me. You know, he came. He saw the people I was around. He saw, and he started picking up the arts as well. So I would say it's, it's always, and I've always been that way. I can read, 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 but, you know, yeah, for yeah. seeing it, it, it shows, you know, it shows me a difference. So I would say uh, it's a good, great idea, but I think it's, like I said, the proof is in the pudding. Show them. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Pastor Vinny, you know, yeah, yeah. send them to a book. Article about positive role models. What do you say? I I totally agree with the guys. <laughs> you know, okay. um, I mean, reading reading is is good, but it, it nothing replaces hands-on contact, uh, firsthand eye experience. <laughs> um, and okay. I, I I didn't have that with my dad. He wasn't he wasn't around, so you know I I, I tell people I, I learned I learned the most things about being a father from just doing the opposite of what my father did. Okay, okay, and, okay. and I, I really I really looked I look I sought out to do to do everything that um, I would imagine that a father should do with his sons. You know, we would go out together. We would you know uh, go to the park. You know, we play ball together uh, until they until they figured out Pop was getting too old, and then they would take advantage of me. <laughs> okay, okay, but, okay. Uh, you know, it's it, it's um. I, I think they learn more. You know, uh, you know, it, there comes a time when uh, you know you want to, to increase their intellect. They want to increase their horizons, and a, a, a book, a good, a good book. Uh, is um, what would really help the, the situation there. But as far as growing up, man, I, I, I always long for 
that that kind of uh, companionship with my dad. And I was determined that I wasn't going to let my kids miss out on that. And so, so we have a we have a great uh, relationship. We get some bumps in the road sometimes, uh, but um, all in all, man, I, I appreciate them, and I know they appreciate me. Uh, so it's, it's like you got to be involved. Like like that book thing kind of pushes, you know, pushes uh, your responsibility off. On a hundred pages. <laughs> okay, nothing, okay, makes sense. Ain't, ain't nothing like the real thing. All right, all right, all right. Interesting. Here's the last one I want to talk about, and I know I, I get in trouble with this one a lot. Uh, they say discipline him in private. When he's sensitive, you must discipline him in private. What do you say, Brother Al? Depend on the situation. You know, I, I understand they say, oh, discipline my pop, but it, it depends on the situation. If you're up at school and you acting a fool, and I come up to that school, and, <laughs> and I come up to that school, I'm going to embarrass you in that, in that office because you're not going to come up here and make me look bad. So I would say it depends on, it, for me, it depends on the situation. Now, if it's something else that might happen, okay, you know what, wait till I get you home and, you know, we we gonna have a conversation. I know we was growing up. It wasn't no way till you get home. You got mm-hmm. knocked down the street, and you that decided I, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I ain't I ain't doing that no more. Cause your friends gonna see it. Hey, how you doing today, Al? Everything good? Yeah. Remember, mom knocked you down in the street. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's some things you ain't gonna forget. So I would I would say certain issues we gonna wait till we get home. Other thing, or like you, you went in the store and you stole something. Oh, I'm embarrassed you in that store. So you, mm-hmm. you might really get be sense of all you want. You are gonna get embarrassed. So I, I would say with certain things, yeah. All righty, all righty, all righty. Uh, good stuff, brother Al. Good stuff. Um, uh, Pastor V, what would you say? You know, it's a sensitive son. Yeah. <laughs> Oh goodness! Don't have your child on on your on your broadcast. Don't have your child on the broadcast, Pastor V. Um, I'm getting all, I'm getting hit all over the place this morning. Uh, Pastor V, your sensitive son. They say make sure you discipline him in private. Would you agree? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if it was that sensitive. He would know how to behave. <laughs> In public. I like that one. I like that one. You know, because like kids can use you too. You know, kids can use use you too. You know, they 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 use your sensitive spot. <laughs> All no, right. It, it, like 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 Brother Al said, and um, it really depends on what the situation is. You know, it's it's a it's a case by case. <laughs> Situation. Case by case basis, um, right? Case by case, man. You know, um, we love we love our kids, man. We 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 love them, and and you know, it, it's not our intention to, um, to 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 abuse them or you know mishandle them. But um, I, I think our our kids know how far they can go with us as well. And uh, when they when they cross that line, they know they've crossed that line. I had I had to snatch up. My one Sunday in church, 
take him to the take him to the bathroom. Uh, I, I know them days. I know them days, Pastor I know them days. All right, all right. Uh, Pastor KL, what you say, your brothers have said, you know, take it case by case. What do you say about your sensitive son? Talking to the mute button, Pastor KL? Yes, I was. I come from the era where Mama said, wherever you act out at, that's where you will get it at. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, wait till I get you home. Now let me let me show you something else. In in in, in experience and statistics, they say that when you have a dog and your dog does anything wrong, you, you, you discipline the dog right then. Because if you wait till later, he don't know what he's getting beat for. Some of our children act like dogs. When you wait till you get all the way home, they think the process of when I left school is all over. I know I cut class, but since we made it all the way home, why are you beating me now? I thought it was over. We talked on the bus. We talked on the train. We talked in the car. Why we got to talk again? You know, so wherever you act up at, whether you sensitive or not, you're going to be real sensitive. Your, your behind will be sensitive. Sensitive and, as Pastor Vinny says, tender. You're going to be tender. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, gentlemen, fine job, fine job, fine job. Thank you so much for your contributions. Uh, before you go, I have been bullied into reading. <laughs> um, when you get hit in your back, the whole, <laughs> the whole walk home in front of people you know, then your parent becomes a pastor. <laughs> should, should, should they still get arrested? Or your parent finds out you're out of school. Wait, you know what? She's a pastor. Your parent finds out that you cut school and slap you off every wall in the house. Then she becomes a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> she becomes a <laughs> Should you still get arrested? <laughs> well, here's the funny part. You know, three three of us on here are pastors, and we we have had our former lives. Uh, thank God yeah. they're old now. They they don't have to be disciplined the same way. Punishment is much different now. But thank you so much, gentlemen, for your contribution into today's uh, conversation. Job well done. And we pray you have a Amen. blessed weekend. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Well, well. Thank, thank you. Too. Thank I you. Thank you. I still got my stick with Absolutely. Wait, wait. Two of you said something at the same time. I heard you, Pastor V. What did you say, Pastor KL? No, that was me, brother. I, said, oh, I, I still got my no, stick no. with the nail in it. I still got my stick with the nail in it in the corner, just in case. They got the two by four with the nail in it, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, brother Al, thank God you ain't a pastor yet. <laughs> Bro, Pastor V, I agree. Y'all are still alive. Ain't nobody, still alive. ain't nobody met the grave or the jailhouse. 
How about that Amen. one? So Amen. I agree with you, gentlemen. You do what you need to do and uh, mm-hmm. make it happen. Make it happen. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. You too, Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, we should do an episode on when your children become a bully. Um, let's see. We got this benediction here. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ. Philippians 4, 7. Amen. Amen. And amen. You know, I, uh, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of stories of when I was punished. <laughs> when I was punished. Um, cause I didn't do a whole lot. I wasn't perfect. Didn't do a whole lot. But I, I got the beating. I got the beating. It wasn't a whole bunch of punishment. My mother was not into the punishment. She would just beat you. Um, wasn't beat with the extension cord, but beat nonetheless. Um, you know, I always tell the, the the funny story about how I learned to be a person of my word, and that was this came from discipline, and you know, not and saying one thing and meaning one thing, but you know, not uh, not um, keeping to what I said. And although I personally thought that it wasn't about that, <laughs> that I got bounced off of the walls. Um, that that particular time, nonetheless, nonetheless, it taught me well. It taught me to be a woman of my word. When I whatever I say, I'm going to do. I do, and, and I'm, I try my best to stick to it because at the end of the day, people rely on what you say, and people look at what you do. And although the the the, the uh, punishments <laughs> kept coming today, um, and then your parent becomes a pastor, I think actually the transition is a very interesting one, because you know Pastor Kale has coined the phrase, you know, in my former life, and you think about some of the stuff that you did um, when you you know when before you you know accepted the lord and and even after you accepted the lord when you became deeper when your relationship was is deeper now in the lord than it was 2 3 years ago you know the things that you would do now and the things you wouldn't do you know um and and the, the vice versa the things that you would do then but you wouldn't consider doing now and you know thanks be to god that you know, you are a pastor. Um, this the same individual who had many contributions <laughs> this morning. You hear her switch tips. You hear a person who I can actually inject in any segment. So if I have my pastor segment on Tuesday, she's not a pastor. However, she can contribute it, for my women. You know, when she's on and one of my ladies are missing, I can put her there. When Thursday comes, not only can she be a part of that forum, but she came up with the pray for them. God gave her that. And, you know, when I think about, you know, some of the stuff that happened, you know, as a single mother, you you get challenged. You know, I'm, I'm talking about... You know, you you got uh, at least two dads on this line who raised children with another parent. 
you know, there, and they had their challenges. Well, what do you think we experienced as single parents? And I was determined, and I didn't know the Lord back then, but I was determined, you weren't going to run over me. I was working too hard, and listen, I, it ain't going to be but one boss up in here. And sometimes that same individual will challenge She'll challenge, and I have to let her know my name is on your birth certificate. Last I checked, my mama's name was not your name on my birth certificate. So even as they get older, you still need to keep things in check. And, you know, I, 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 I praise God for what he's done with the three that I have. That just like Pastor Vinny said, they're still alive. Nobody's been in jail. Nobody's been in the crack house. They ain't been on a pole, you know. And I have three girls, you know. And now these days, your girls, you have to worry about them girls sometimes more than those boys. You know, everybody's I don't want a boy because now the girls, woo, they are kind of spearheading a lot of this stuff out here. So, you know, you you give God thanks that you were punished the way you were. Was it extreme at times? Absolutely. But you think about some of the children who were not reprimanded, some of the children who were allowed to kind of do what they did and, and you you were passive or, you know, you didn't stand up and you didn't fight for them or, you know, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. What are the odds at that point? Or for those who gave their children absolutely everything. You know, I told you about the young man in the church who said, you know, Miss Steph, I love you. He said, I love my mother. He said, but I remember when I told you I went to jail, you punched me in my chest. But yet, when I went to jail, my mother offered to buy me a car. He said, and I knew she meant well. He said, but even I had to question that. He said, when I came over here and you asked me where I had been, and I told you I had been in jail, you 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 reprimanded me. So you know, sometimes children are actually looking, you know, for. And I don't take no pride in that. It's just I, that was my rule. You come in this gate, you belong to me. If you and your parent don't you don't like it, then y'all stay on the outside. But once you come in here, I speak and deal with you the way I deal with my own because that's the way I felt, that God was entrusting you to me. So you're going to get what they get. Now, if you don't like it, you can always stand outside of the gate. That's one less person I have to deal with. And, and, and they appreciated that. To this day, they'll talk about Miss Steph. And I don't put any stripes or stars because I've made a lot of mistakes and I'm still making errors. But you, we, when we look back and we give God thanks over, you know, what we've been through, you know, I, I had to thank my mother and my father, you know, for just being, you know, who they were, especially my mother, who was, she definitely ruled the roof and, and uh, you know, just thank you. Thank you for just not letting me slip through the cracks because, man, could you become a mess out here? And we're reading consistently of the messes that are out here. You know, so when, when, you know, this conversation comes up, a sensitive son or a sensitive child, you know, we have to seek God as to how to deal with that child. You know, we see what works and we see what hasn't worked. You know, and... What do you do at that point? 
but seek the Lord. And, you know, God is an amazing God who is, is always evolving, and he teaches you as you go along. So how do we say thank you to God for being such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful provider and guide who's always on point, always on point. So we're giving God thanks today, you know, for, you know, three good men, three good fathers, three providers, three, you know, men who was determined to make it happen despite any errors, despite what they did when they were growing up, or despite their treatment, you know, three hardworking men who were not always pastors or the deacon or the church-going man, but yet we have them in our possession to help send the message, you know, that God is working, you know, and, and I love the due time crew because you see the evolving, you know, you see how God has just turned things around, you see how God has fixed things, you see how God has matured, you know, over the years, so what do you say, what do you say for stuff like that, you know, the, uh, an amazing God no matter which way you go, an amazing God. And, you know, giving God thanks for everything that he does at all times. I want to take this time, I ended a little earlier, I wanted to take this time to um, share with you that we have an an amazing uh, women's conference that's coming up July 29th. It's called Breaking the Yoke. Women's Conference, we're not doing that You know, a lot of conferences Come from the angle of, you know Let's teach you how to You know, be a good woman Let's teach you how to be a good mother Let's teach you how to be a good wife And and, and they're amazing Conferences, I've I've been To some amazing conferences Where the women have done a phenomenal job This particular conference Is coming from the opposite end We're not doing that you know, we're not going to um, do certain things that women do before God has sent them a husband. We're not doing certain things that women do with their children. You know, when you get a man, you know, and, and, and just as God has uh, sent me or, or directed women, um, my, you know, into my direction for this particular conference, just in the conversation alone indicates the magnitude of this conference. And I've never, I've done a many a thing, but I've never done a conference. I've been spearheading events since 87. And this is the first event that I have ever um Spearheaded, or God gave me that has the potential of changing lives. And you know, uh, I spoke the other day. Initially, um, the admission was sixty dollars general admission, but God has not only dropped the admission to thirty dollars, but um, He's given some bonuses. We have to um, provide some free. Um, admission to um, young ladies so that they can partake in what God has to um, reveal to them. Um, Some women who are not um, able to um, pay 
and uh, we can't do it completely free because we need to um, get some things done and we need to provide some things during that day. But it is going to be eight hours. It is the day. We're not doing two days. We're doing one day. Um, it's a Sabbath day. It's from 12 in the afternoon till 8 p.m. It will be filled with, I mean, a power, power, powerful, powerful um, uh, presentations, powerful, powerful interactive activities, food, merchandise, just a wonderful, wonderful day. Please spread the word to anyone you know who you believe will you know, benefit from this. We're talking about motherhood. We're talking about dating. We're talking about marriage. Um, we're talking about some real deep. Uh, we're, we're, yeah, we touched. We're touching on masturbation. We're touching on um, that bed being defiled. We're touching on a lot. God has given some serious, serious serious stuff that women want to know. These are questions that have come up and may not have been answered thoroughly, may not have been answered at all. You know, some women are afraid to address it, and God says, no. How can, you know, my people perish for lack of knowledge? So as of Sunday, God spares when we do the the prayer, the word prayer project, right before then, we will begin from now until July 29th. We will be presenting different aspects of the conference to help engage um, women. And you know what? I, I keep saying women, and I've actually gotten questions as to if men could come. Far be it from me to dismiss any individual who wants to be a part of this day, you know, in my head said women, but if if God has the door open, then I'm not turning anyone back, but you men definitely want your ladies here. You want your sister, your niece, your cousin, your wife, you know, your mother, you want them here because the things that we're going to be talking about will benefit you in the end as well, not just them but as to how they move through life and they treat you and how they treat, you know, the fellow man. So come on, send them, call me, talk to me. You know, we're going to make sure that we do exactly what God needs us to do on that particular day. A lot of hard work is going into making sure that this is a God-powerful day. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my men for taking us into a thought-provoking weekend. Thank you for hanging out with us all week. Please do not miss this opportunity to give your life to Christ right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with God right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until Sunday, God spares, where we're in the room, the prayer room. Come on in and join us and see what God has us praying about. Until then, 
God spare our life. I love you. 